J-Rod Concerts presents live from the space at 100th Taylor. A new musical tradition, live from the space at 100th Taylor, celebrates the musical community of Music City USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Hosted by renowned international music photographer Jeff Fasano and yours truly, music journalist Jamie Rodriguez. Coming at you from the 100th Taylor Arts Collective in the historic Germantown neighborhood in Nashville, Tennessee. A new Nashville musical tradition is here. guys and welcome to live from the space at 100th Taylor. This is your host for the podcast, Jamie Rodriguez. And um, speaking on behalf of my co-host of the show, Jeff Fasano, super thrilled for today's guest. We are happy that you guys are joining us. Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, she was in my show in J-Rod Contras, the podcast last year, Skylar Gregg. She released in August an incredibly beautiful album called Roses. Um, a little bit underrated just because, you know, people were worried middle of the pandemic and uh, but critics loved it, critically acclaimed. And um, the more people that hear it, the better. Like everyone just absolutely falls in love with it. One of the best albums of 2020, in my humble opinion. So we're thrilled to have Skylar on the show here at 100 Taylor. We chat about the album, chat about the pandemic, chat about getting back on stage. Just an unbelievable time. We thank you guys for joining us. We thank Skylar for coming. We hope you guys are enjoying this new show. Make sure to check out Skylar's new album, Roses, which came out last year because she will be touring soon and you're going to want to know these amazing 60s and 70s inspired Southern songs. So welcome to the show. If you're new, you know, feel free to uh, subscribe, give us a rating. All those stuff help us a lot. And without further ado, guys, welcome Skylar Gregg on Live from the Space at 100th Taylor. Guys, super excited with today's guest. She is the author of one of 2020's most amazing albums. There was a lot of great music last year, but today Skylar Gregg joins us. She unleashed on the world Roses in August of 2020. And Skylar, what an album that you unleashed there. Thank you for I saying mean, that. I mean, Long Way Back, Roses, Drunk in Nashville. I mean, look, we love all your stuff. Time Machine 2017, we love it all. But this one, Jeff, I mean, it just brought this retro elements into 2020 of country that just un unbelievable. What an album. Congratulations. Man, thank you for saying that. Yeah. We worked really hard on it. Yeah. It was a long time coming. A long so, time uh, coming. We were, uh, mm -hmm. we were excited to release it, Absolutely. even though it was, you know, it was weird, but it ended up having a lot of good things happen with it. So good. it's great. Good, Skylar. And everyone can find out more about Skylar Gregg on uh, SkylarGregg.com and on Instagram at SkylarGregg as well. And uh, Skylar, let's start with this. Uh, just recently you performed for John Prine's um, death anniversary, first time playing with an in-band like in a long time. And for your birthday, you performed at the Five Spot in Nashville. So music is coming back. Live it is music coming, is coming back, back. How, yeah. how, how do you feel now that like your album and your artistry is coming to life? 
I both of those shows at the five spot was the first time that I played in public with a full band, which there wasn't anybody there. It was kind of like this, where it's just to a couple people, but it still felt good to have my whole band there. And then last night was just me in front of actual people. And you know, after not doing that for like a year, you get pretty nervous. Mm -hmm. And so at first I was like, you know, I had kind of like lost that a little bit um, before this uh, giant pause that we've had. Um, I kind of like wasn't getting very nervous. And I think in some ways it was probably a good thing to be a little bit nervous because yeah. I was really like on top of my game and ready to go. And then man, when I finished, I just like sat there and was like, oh yeah, I do, I do really like to do this. Like I can't wait to like get back into it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was really, it was really awesome. Both of those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like riding a bike that once you get the first couple songs out of the way, you're off to the races or is it like, man, like the the chords, the harmonica, the, the drumsticks, like the little minutia. Ah, uh, it's such a, it's such a weird thing. Cause I was, I remember yesterday I was sitting on my couch and it was like 30 minutes out from, uh, actually being in front of an audience or anything, you know? And so I was thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, in 30 minutes, I'm going to be standing in front of people playing this chord. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is that going to feel like? And then when you actually kind of, uh, get to it it really does you just fall in and you sit back and you're like yeah your body just kind of like does the thing you know so why were you nervous i and the reason why i asked that question is because i do a lot of a, a backstage portrait project at city winery here in nashville and back when they reopened i think it was in august um like keb mo was there and and then a lot of artists were coming in and Kev Mo looked at me and we did some photos and he goes, dude, and I've known Kevin a long time. He goes, dude, I'm really friggin' nervous right now. <laughs> and I looked at him and I went, okay, okay. And then the lone bellow came in and, and they're like walking around, they're pacing around and go, guys, what, what is, we're really nervous. So I didn't get to ask them that question. Why were you so nervous? One of the reasons I was nervous last night is because I was doing Angel from Montgomery oh, wow. mm, on the beautiful. anniversary of John Prine's, you know, passing, which was already emotional. And then, um, you know, you're doing like his most famous song for <laughs> yeah. this tribute show. No pressure. And, and you haven't played in front of people mm. in a year. So I was like, <laughs> I was just nervous. I was going to forget the words or skip over something or not remember a chord or, uh, you know, anything like mm. that. But I'm, I, you know, for somebody like Kemo or the Lone Bellow, like they play in front of these giant audiences. You don't really expect but, for them to have those kinds of nerves, you know? Exactly. But and, they, uh, they yeah. were, they were just, they were, they were all, everybody who was back there who was playing for the first time in eight, nine, ten months, we're all nervous. And I'm like, wow, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's good for you, yeah. you know? I think it's good to be nervous. It's good to get the a little jittery and get your adrenaline pumping, you know? If you're not nervous and just getting up there and just playing through everything, yeah. it's kind of like, you know. I get, I, I get nervous be before every photo shoot that I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like every it doesn't matter what I'm doing, but every every photo shoot that I do, I feel nervous, anxious, and all that good stuff. No matter who I'm shooting, and no no matter where I am, yeah. and I've been doing it for 
20-something years. Right, right. That I think it sense. never goes away. I mean, I've heard interviews, Chris Martin, Bono say that they still get nervous after every show. Yeah, And yeah. that's that's part of the artistic journey, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Skylar, let me ask you this. We're, like, at the anniversary of, of the pandemic. Like, we're pretty much moving, we're almost out of the weeds. So we can almost kind of, like, look back on it a little bit now. I want to ask you about, like, this time last year when people were really, like, in their homes without distractions. Because you've been working pretty much for a long time, mm -hmm. nonstop, in your career, in your music, in your craft. Mm -hmm. What was it like those two months around this time when there were no distractions for your creativity? Like, that was like a, was it like you know, a special I was time? so lucky um, because of where I was in that record cycle. Um, I had already finished with the studio. We, we, also, we have, I didn't record Roses at um, our home studio. I used a producer, John Estes, and we went to yeah. his studio. But um, we were really lucky also that we do have a home studio. So we kind of like tidied some things up and did some finishing work at our house during that time and just gotcha. sent it to him, um, which was really a blessing. And then uh, I just, I was so lucky that I just had all this, cause I do have a day job. I'm a barber as well. I cut hair and stuff. And uh, I was just so lucky to have all this time to really dig in and focus on releasing a record and I was just like, I'm just gonna release it and see what happens if I've got all this time to do all these interviews and send all these emails and do all these phone calls. Yeah. And now looking back on it and thinking about having to do that right now, like yeah. when life is like picking back up and coming back mm -hmm. into it, you're like, man, like, I'm right. not saying I can't do it, but it will not be quite as leisurely as it was to just right. hang out at your house and be able to like wake up at 8 a.m. and know that you can have an eight day day on your computer and do all that stuff yeah. you know which is you know already hard to make yourself do as a creative i'm sure you guys know like this is the fun part you know like <laughs> right. this is the fun part what people the see email like... oh yeah the emails and the phone calls and the um that kind of stuff can be you know tedious yeah tedious <laughs> and sometimes a little heavy on your mental health you know <laughs> you get a lot of no's you get a lot of no's mm -hmm. But then the yeses feel so good, you know. <laughs> sure. Did you did you look at the pause last year around this time? Because it was pretty crazy here in Nashville right around this time with the tornado, you know, and all that was going on. When everything stopped, um, did you look at it eventually or through it as a gift to like step back into yourself? and maybe rediscover things, take the pause and use it uh, constructively? Because I know I did. Totally. So another real blessing um, that was serendipitous for the pause that happened is that I had just finished reading a book and doing the program, The Artist Way mm -hmm. by Julie I just, Cameron. I just finished it. Oh, you did? You did. Uh, I so did. it's incredible, right? Yeah. Um, so I was Your morning on, pages. Did you do your morning I pages every day? I did my morning pages. <laughs> I did every... I, I, I think Are you still doing your morning pages? I do morning pages sometimes, not quite as like, uh, you know, bound to them. But man, if you are an artist or, or a creative, which honestly, like everyone is a creative, you know, that book just can be a real game changer. I think that I'll probably do it once every like five years now, just because it really, but uh, coming out of that, I think I was on week 10. It's a 12 week program. Yep. And I was on week 10 when uh, the pandemic hit oh. and I just, it really, really helped somebody who is generally a pessimist 
take it as a positive solution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like um, how me and my husband have talked a lot about how Brian Eno in the studio has that deck of cards. I can't remember what they're called, but uh, he like will, if, if it feels stagnant, like the creativity in the room feels stagnant, he'll like pull out a card and be like, everybody switch instruments. Or, you know, we're going to take a walk around outside or right. like something change to just energy, like change the state. Yeah, yeah, to change your state of mind or just to go do something different. And man, if this hasn't been just a, uh, a just giant Brian Eno card from the universe, you know what I mean? Just like, all right, well, uh, you're going to have to think about everything differently now and figure it out. And honestly, I think that it sparked a lot of like creative energy and a lot of positivity for me. Right. Granted, like, you know, after I released the record and had like the come down of that, I mm. had some moments of, Shit. uh, mm. had some moments of, you know, just like terror. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I, I also, you know, will say that I was blessed in that I could keep my keep my job after a certain point and some other things like that. My husband, not he's a professional bass player, so not quite as lucky, but he's, you know, he's been really making it work. I'm proud of him, too. That's so nice. Very it's been cool. awesome. So while we're on the subject of the global pause, a lot of people um, had to find different ways of maybe making ends meet, doing different things. And I know I have, um, I started thinking out of the box. I was doing the artist way. I did the 12 week uh, in the middle of it all, uh, which is, and- uh, It's a good time to do it. Yeah, it was pretty much, I did it, <laughs> I did it with two friends. Yeah. And we, we were each other's um, uh, accountability partner in, 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 in doing it. And then we would gather every, every Sunday morning and talk about it. Oh, that's awesome. It was really cool. Um, so I, I had to find some different ways of channeling my creative energy and all that good stuff. So a lot of people are doing unique things. Was there anything unique that you did during this global pause that might have shifted stuff in you? Totally. Uh, so me and my husband picked up and I, we, we found out about it through some other musician friends who obviously weren't playing gigs. And so they were trying to find different ways to make money. And so uh, my husband plays Frisbee golf like every day of the pandemic now with these other musicians. And they were talking about this uh, company called Songfinch where they do personalized songs for people like birthdays, anniversaries nice. and this kind of stuff. And uh, he came home and he was like, man, we should, we should check this out. We should sign up for it. And so we did, and we have done a ton of them. I mean, <laughs> just, it's a silly job and you, you know, you learn a lot about people, um, but it's been really fun. And the, the company, the guys that I've been uh, interacting with have been really cool, but yeah, we've been writing personalized jingles for people. So, you know, it uses your skill set and yeah, you know, we making people happy. So, yeah. what what were the, what were some of the jingles? Yeah. Cuz uh, I, I have friends who actually do that for a living in oh, LA. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a, a friend of mine owns his own company and that's what he does. Yeah. He writes jingles for commercials and all that good stuff. So, what were we could do a whole show on this, but what, what were some of the some crazy stories? Yeah, yeah. like what was <laughs> what, what, what was some of the? Because yeah. I'm I, um, from seeing your face, it was probably <laughs> when you got into it, you probably laughed a lot. We laughed so much, and some of them are really um, 
you know, you have like, we did a wedding dance song, which is like, you know, that makes you feel good and it's soft. And then we got a lot of really funny ones. We did some- uh... Then you get the divorce song a couple months later. Yeah, right? right. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. really? <laughs> no. But um, <laughs> divorce is too expensive. They can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, we did, like I said, a wedding dance and we did a baby announcement, anniversaries, birthdays. We've done a couple like, I'll spare the details, spare you the details, but a couple like PG-13 really? ones, awesome. uh, which just crack <laughs> us up. It's, uh, it's cool, but yeah. And do, you have, and do you have all the recordings? We Did do. Did you save them all? We save them all. I believe uh, the contract says that Songfinch owns them, so I don't know if I could like sit oh, them out. Oh, okay. right. Because yeah. I thought, you know, just like, you get back on the road and you're back into your thing and stuff like that. So I, I don't want to go on. This. So um, even when you get back on the road and you start um, playing out again and you're doing, are you still going to do the jingles? I think I probably will. Ah. I mean, it's so, it really is kind of a, uh, a skill sharpener in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, you're just like, it just is more writing music. Like yeah. you're just writing music more and mixed with that in with regular co-writes and then writing for, you know, whatever my next record is yeah. and writing for my friends and, and flexible scheduling for, as well. Yeah, yeah. totally flexible. You, go, you know, yeah. they give you kind of like this window and uh, yeah, I totally think that I'll keep doing it until they quit sending them to me. I so. wonder, I wonder how many people out there, uh, musicians during the global pause found something new like this the beautiful thing about yeah. it is that you're dealing with creatives exactly, yeah, exactly. they're gonna find creative solutions exactly. yeah. you know a lot of my and of course it's been challenging and i'm not trying to just mm -hmm. say that it's like it's been so easy for me you know right. because that would it's it's been tough on everybody you know yeah. i'm just trying to be a glass half full kind of person but um yeah you're dealing with these creative people and I've watched a lot of my friends and family just be like, well, I guess I'll just figure it out. I guess you I'll know, just figure it out. You don't have any yeah. other options. And so. that's the beauty. That's a human spirit. Like when right. you, when you yeah. put yourself against like that, you grow. Yeah, anyway. totally. And one more question to this. And did they find you? How did you, how did you? No, I contacted you them. You contacted yeah, we, them. We have a friend who does it. And then he gave us their contact. And then we, we contacted them. Mm. So, Perfect. yeah. Very cool. So, Skyler, why don't you play a song of, for us with that beautiful guitar of yours? Yeah, totally. Do you, um, what, what's, sure. do you name your guitars? That's a beautiful guitar. You know, I, I, I don't... You don't name the I guitar? I haven't named it. Look at that. Maybe I Look at should. that wood. Look at that. Stunning. Thank you. Yeah. So, what are you thinking? Um, so, I just wrote this song. Um, I'm kind of going to do like a little bit of a pandemic thematic situation. Can you play uh, some of those jingles? The, co <laughs> the COVID I blues. Wish I could. The COVID blues. Are you are we allowed to do to do jingles on a podcast that you've <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know the rules about no. I don't know what the legalities of doing that is, but um, I have a co writer in town that I write with named Cole Miracle. And we've been writing over Zoom, which has been an interesting experience, but I honestly don't really mind it that much. It's kind of like you know, you're in your own house on your own couch yeah. where you sit and write anyways. Yeah. You don't have to, and it, I already know him, which makes it easier. But um, we wrote this song about, he is married as well, and about how, you know, you spend so much time with a person in this, 
in this room, just this one person, and they get to see like all these different sides of you, you know? Yes. And so we wrote this song called The Only One in the Room. Um, I think it's pretty good. Anyways, me and Cole wrote this. Do you want me to play? Yeah. I'm not mad, I'm just frustrated Trapped in my own skin and I hate it I don't mean to be so mean I'm not half as angry as I see You're the only one in the room right now so you get all of me, that's how you go Like a tree that's standing all alone In a field where the thunder rolls And the lightning strikes You're in the spotlight Yeah, honey, you Are the only one in So happy I can't take it. The touch of your skin, no, I crave it. I don't mean to be all over you. Unless the truth is that you want me to. You're the only one in the room right now. So you get all of me, that's how you go Like a tree that's standing all alone In a field where the thunder rolls And the lightning strikes You're in the spotlight My honey, you Are the only one in the at me the way you always do. I look into those eyes and it feels like you're the only one in the room right now. So you get all of me, that's how it goes. Like a tree that's
So Skylar, a song like that, the only one in the room. I mean, I have to ask you, because I'm not an artist and I love the creative process, so I love asking about it. it when you came up with it, and, and all your great songs, from Roses, all of them, by the way, that whole album is amazing. Is it, do you tell your husband, like, honey, I am going to go into my office with my cat at 9 a.m., I'll see you at 5 o'clock, don't bother me. Or is it more like, you know, you can be here, you can be leaving, and the inspiration strikes, and you got to pull over and record a note on your phone? All of the above. I mean, sometimes, like that song was with my co-writer. And so we were just sitting there and talking. We were just having a conversation. And that's usually what leads, like, oh, there's something in there, you know. You just kind of start talking and then uh, something moves you. But, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes, like Roses, for instance, I was at a uh, Lily May show who probably is playing at Americana Fest um, this year. And I really think that she's great. She's a great songwriter, great guitar player, uh, has a great band. I have, I have a great Lily May story. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. She's, How I met her. And she's super, she's super nice um, also. And I think that she knows about this. But I had gone to see her at Americana Fest, I guess, three years ago now, maybe two. Um, and was standing at the old basement. Um, and there was a lady standing in front of me with this like really strong smelling perfume on. Mm. And then she was holding her iPad up in front of her. And so I was pretty much like <laughs> watching Lily Mae through her iPad, which was like, I was like, oh my God. With and the then, stench. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's standing there. And I like to go to those shows by myself usually just so I can like hang and just like not be on anybody else's schedule and I can watch the music and listen and try to take everything in. So I'm standing there by myself and the crowd's like rustling and she hasn't started playing yet. And I just had the idea for Roses. And while I was standing there, I just kind of like wrote that song in my head. Yeah. And then I was like, oh man, I got like, I couldn't, after she got done playing, I just like jetted back to my house, sat down on the couch and then just played it. And, uh, Amazing. There's not very many songs that I have that are like that, but that was one that just kind of like came together um, really easily like that. Wow. And then some of them you start writing 10 years ago and you're still, you know, you're still sitting down with it and like, I know there's something good here. I just kind of yeah. have to like unlock it, you know? So it just depends. Yeah, but I yeah, I, uh, I like myself in a room a lot. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> to, to work on that stuff. And you come from a family of musicians, mm -hmm. Skylar. I mean, you, your dad, your husband, the whole thing. Watching you play, I, I also had the question, can anybody be a great musician, Skylar? Like, if, if I take my neighbor, John Smith, and he puts in the 10,000 hours, can he become a great musician, or are you born with it? I just, I think that everything is work, you know? I think that everything is learning, and I just can't imagine that you would spend 10,000 hours on a guitar and not be able to play it, you know? Like, I think that you probably, that. Some of it, um, I think a lot of it comes easier to people. Like, I think that people have natural rhythm. That's something I have to work on a lot. I don't really necessarily have really natural rhythms, so I have to play to a, practice to a metronome a lot and that kind of stuff, you know? Mm. Um, some people are really naturally gifted vocalists. Um, some people need some lessons. I've taken mm. lessons, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, I think if you want to do anything, you can, you can do it, you know? I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of artists and musicians that don't have like your typical commercial uh, playing or your typical commercial voice or something like that. And it's more about finding your voice and your art than being like exactly what anyone expects of you. And yeah, 
I think that I think that all people sing beautiful in their own way when they're being true to their own voice. So when did you find your voice? I think I'm still looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this is just like for me personally. Um, for me personally, I just really, I really am in love with the journey. You know, I'm really, I really like to feel better every time mm. that I play or feel better, which doesn't always happen, but you know, you want to, you want to do better and feel better about it every single time. And I hope by the time that I'm like, you know, 75 years old, I'm still playing and I, you know, will really rule. <laughs> so, so that I, I looked in your website and um, I have a question that I want to put off to the end, but um, I saw your influences. Andrew Leahy, hmm. Langhorne Slim. Right. I think that you were reading the section about the people that John Estes has worked with. Not that those people aren't influences of mine because they absolutely are, but um, the, oh, producer the producer of the last record. Uh, those are his him, and that's why that's why because they're all friends of mine anyway oh, okay yeah. so scrap that question but i do love langhorn i think he's awesome isn't, isn't he yeah he's it, great i've yeah. known those guys all of them uh john paul white and robin hitchcock i photographed all of them many times oh that's awesome so I, i've worked them okay so scrap that question and the reason why i was going to ask that when i saw that i was like wow that's four men so I'm going to, you know, that was a curveball. Now I'm yeah. going to go. So who are your influences? Who are, who are the ones that have really touched your heart that you heard, that you listened to and said, I feel that I really feel that. And that's what I want to do. I, I really, I do um, like Bobby Gentry a lot, which yeah. is the cover that I did. Um, that we were talking about earlier of Mississippi Delta. But I think that when you hear somebody like that and they're kind of doing something that's a little on the edge, you know, like it wasn't so typical and that um, a lot of, a lot of men were doing that and not a lot of, a lot of times you get told like, you know, women are supposed to sound like this or supposed to do this. And I guess I'm sure men get told the same thing, but um, you know, you see somebody that's kind of just like doing their thing and being a little different and uh, yeah. that's really cool you know but well, also like you know what you it know? is I, I i talked to an artist this week uh, she's she did a cover of will and jennings songs yeah and she had a little bit of like the same conundrum and i think that you also like people used to assimilate these roles of leadership high character go-getter attitude with like manhood incorrectly in the past yeah but i think that um you know that is something that is that you have as an artist and it's it, it's it regardless of the sex it's just like you know yeah, I think that's been changing so much over yeah. the past like twenty or thirty years. Exactly. You know that it's not it's not as much that way as it as it used to be. But um, it was cool. And then you know I do I am influenced by a lot of uh, men. Like I love Sturgill Simpson. I think he rules. Mm, you know, and I think that yeah. his songwriting is fantastic. Mm. Um, and then even stuff like the you know the soulfulness of somebody like Aretha Franklin and like listening to those how the notes just like have so much power mm. and that kind of stuff is just, uh, yeah, so mm. many influences, you know? I love it. I got really blessed to just be surrounded by a lot of different kinds of music, yeah. gospel, and mm. uh, my husband is from Memphis, and so lots of like Memphis blues right. um, yeah. influence. Yeah, he's great. <clears throat> once, I'm, once I met him and, um, but yeah. I love it. 
Skylar, let me ask about your fashion because yeah. your fashion is amazing. It's off the charts. <laughs> it really you is. Say that. And you have this iconic yellow suit oh. that is like, you know, it's, it's part of your show sometimes. Do you have like a change of state when you get into that suit? Is it like a superpower? Because like it you, it's, it, it does, right? Tell I me about it. I feel like I am a superhero in that suit. That suit was made by my friend Sibel Elena, yeah. who is a creative in town and she's amazing. Actually, this shirt is custom by Carly Jackson, another that? designer friend of mine. Um, yeah, but Sibel rules and she made me that suit over the uh, quarantine. It was really fun to think about you know, my first show out of this, I'm going to wear this awesome suit that you made for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that suit rules. It's rules. And she's, she's, it says bless your heart on the back. I don't know if you knew that or not, but that's my favorite part. <laughs> it says bless your heart. It says bless your heart on the back. Amazing. So as you're leaving, you know. Mm. And we know so, what that means. Oh, we know. So, 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 so uh, have you heard uh, Angelina Presley's song? No, did you have a song heart? called bless your heart? Go listen to that song. Oh man. I will. If you know Angelina Presley, she's she's a wise ass. She's great. Oh, that's awesome. But go and listen to that that song. I also have a song called "Bless Your Heart," so I'm curious if I uh, how much di how different it is. Than the that I <laughs> there, there's a line in the song. It's um, and and I'm, I don't know the exact line, but it's like if you say "Bless Your Heart," I'll smack your face. Oh, great! Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think Jamie knows. The bless your heart thing. Didn't we? I learned it. I, we may have even talked about it. I think I think that I schooled him on it. Did you school him on it? <laughs> I think I, I think so. I think the, so. The, the the bless your heart. Oh yeah. What, pe so. what, what people are really saying? Yeah. What women are really saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they say, "Oh, bless your heart." I yeah. think Skylar was in the podcast, and I think you know there was a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. So you yeah. learn that as a as somebody from the South, you learn that. You've been a Southern good. influence on J Rod concerts. I just you gotta <laughs> gotta give it up to that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, Skylar. Mm -hmm. And okay, and just going back to Roses for a second. It, it did. Um, it was a it was a ten year project, right? Yeah, a lot of, a, a few of those few songs, of songs are... anywhere from, uh, I bet like a handful, like three or four of them are about 10 years old and then everything's going to be fine. Um, we wrote like when we were already in the studio. Yeah. So anywhere from okay. you know, 10 years ago to. So we're not going to have to wait another 10 years for the, for, no. for Roses too, right? I've tulips. Had... <laughs> for tulips. Roses too. Oh, you're on something there. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think so. I've been writing like crazy. I, I foresee, I don't want to like make any promises I can't keep, but I foresee going into the studio by the end of the year. Amazing. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped up about it. That's great. Yeah. That's great, Skylar. Well, listen, I mean, you're such a great ambassador of Nashville. You're such a great ambassador of, uh, of good songwriting. We're just uh, honored that you're a friend of the show, honored that you wanted to come. Why don't you uh, take us out with that? You want to ask another question? Yeah, I have one more question. Okay, absolutely. So one of the things I discovered during the uh, global pause was Dan Rather's show, The Big Interview, on Access TV. Okay. It is amazing. He's interviewed people like Perry Farrell. Yeah. Um, everybody. Princess and I, and Diana, I, the whole thing. I mean, thing, yeah. he, had, he had Robbie Krieger. And John Densmore on. He had Carly Simon, and he's amazing. And his interviews are just—I I love them. He had—he had, he had Anna, Anna Nancy Wilson on. I don't know if he does this every show, but every show that I've seen him, he's asked this question. Uh oh. So Skylar Gregg, who are you? Oh, 
Who am I? I don't know. How do you answer that if you're still figuring that out? Um, I hope that I can truly be an entertainer. I love making people laugh and making people cry and making people dance mm. and making people, um, we talked about this earlier, make people feel stuff, you know? So I think I'm on a, I'm on a journey to try to figure out how to do that, even day to day, not just as a musician, but even when I'm cutting hair at the barbershop, like making sure that that person like feels really good when they leave, you know? Nice. Not just about their hair, but about their- Their state. Their soul and their day, you know? Um, so I think I'm on a journey to find that. And I, I would like for that to be, you know, when I die, be who I'm remembered as, I guess. So. Making people feel something within themselves about themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a that great, beautiful thing. That sounds great. That sounds better than what I said. <laughs> but that's you? The summary, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, as an artist, as a photographer, that's um, my intention. Yeah. Is to reveal that mm -hmm. to the world in who I'm photographing. Totally. Which you will experience after we're finished here. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe you'll help me find myself a little bit more. <laughs> I have a feeling that might happen. So, Skylar, with that beautiful summary of who you are and your essence and that we need more of in the world, everybody, why don't you take us out? What are you going to take us out with? For sure. So, um, I'm going to do a song called Everything's Going to Be Fine. There you As go. As it will be, hopefully. Huh. There you go. I, um, I wrote this really for my husband because he is quite the worrier sometimes. And um, and I was like, man, this needs a, uh, he's my muse a lot, you know what I mean? So this song is, goes out to him today. <laughs>